A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello and welcome back to the Sofa Cinema Club episode number... Six. Oh my. Here we go. <laughs> this is audience pick number two. So this is episode six. There we go. Welcome back to episode number six of the Sofa Cinema Club. I'm Colin Smith and as always I'm joined by... Jack P. Shepherd, Ben Dundee. <laughs> The Sofa Cinema Club is our podcast where we get together and educate each other on films. It's all about the films we should have seen, but we haven't. Each week, we set a film for each other to watch, and then we come into the studio and we talk about what we loved, hated, and rated. But the beauty of the Sofa Cinema Club is that anybody can join in. All you have to do is sit at home on your sofa, watch the film, and then join us every Thursday to hear what we thought. This week's film has been picked by you guys, the audience. It went random. It went to a quarterfinals. It went to a semi-finals. It went to a final. And Crocodile Dundee won. But before we get in to talking all things Crocodile Dundee, mm. how have your week been? What have you been up to? Put the tree up. Oh, he's in. The fake tree, obviously. We established that last week. Yeah, fake tree. Fake tree. Lights are already on. Done. So you didn't put the tree up, did you? Flick the switch. You must. You have to build it. A bit like Lego, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Screw yeah. it on. Yeah, and um, but your lights are already on, so it's just a switch on, mate. It's just a yeah, but then you, the baubles in it. You put the baubles on. Did you put the baubles on, mate? At all? I dropped one. Smashed. Ooh, keep the dogs out of the way. Yeah, I did. Uh, what have you gone for this year? Uh, white, complete white tree. Uh, yes, obviously it's green, but then yes, the lights. The lights are all white. And the baubles are all like gold and champagne colours. Oh, classy! I got nearly the old faux, the old uh, snow faux pas. We got the tree. Mm. Went to the farm for the tree. Obviously, farms are big, aren't they? Yeah. So all the trees look a bit small, don't they? But they all look a bit big when you're trying to get them into the house. <laughs> so look at small. Oh, that tree's fine. Oh yes, we'll get that tree. Put the netting on. And you've got quite a small front door, haven't you? Yeah. It's like 300 years old. Oh, it's yeah. like in medieval England. <laughs> Obviously, I'm carrying it. They shove it in the net and he says, oh, chop it down, chop it down. Yeah, there we go. And I think, do you know what, actually? That doesn't look a bad size. Get to the front door, get to the back door and then think, old medieval England and open it up. <laughs> massive, massive. Took everything out. Mark the walls, took a few paintings down. Oh, and we get it in. And then it's stood kind of leaning, and then it's got that netting, isn't it? Yeah. And you think to yourself... How am I going to get that off? <laughs> when you undo the netting, poof, 
Poof. Isn't it? Poof. And yeah. so I walk off. My son, he goes, do you know what, Dad? While you're away in the kitchen, I'm just going to take the netting off. I'm not going to even tell you. I'm just going to take the netting off. <laughs> Boom, trapped right behind the tree. Netting off, massive. Took down everything. Everything off the table, everything. Dad, Dad, I'm trapped behind the tree. Massive. My saw out. Get the saw out. Cut it down. Position it. It's looking wonky. Don't worry, it'll look fine when the lights go on. Yeah. And then the spray snow, I didn't realise spray snow... There's a technique. Do you know what the technique is? What? What What spray snow? Snow in a can. Snow in a can. I don't think we have that in Yorkshire. You know, I don't think we've, I don't think we've got that. Lots of money down south. Lots of money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, well, we buy it. <laughs> if we need snow, we buy it. Well, you buy it in a can, Colton. <laughs> and actually, you can do your garden. And you do the roof and everything like that. You have to get a few cans. Anyway, here I am. That's my only bit. The only bit I get to do, the only bit I like, spray snow. Start off. I get the, oh, no, no, no. You spray the snow from the top. Oh, what? Like it's falling. Yeah. What? Like the fake can snow is falling out of the fake can. And it looks like snow on the tree. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to do the kind of... The spray? Do you do that, Shepherd? No. The fake snow spray? No, I've never, I've never been rich enough for the fake snow. <laughs> <laughs> I have to wait for the fake sludge to come. <laughs> fake snow. So there we go, mate. The tree's up. The tree is up. Well, you two have had a busy weekend putting trees up. Mm-hmm. I had a busy weekend driving in the car, and I got to that point of being in the car for that long where I decided. I was going to go back and listen to some Series 1 Sofa Cinema Club. Why didn't you tell me how bad the radio voice was? Well, at the beginning. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the Sofa Cinema <laughs> You should go back and listen to it. Do you know what, though? I think me and Jack are probably of the same mind. I loved it. It made me laugh. It's gone, though, now, hasn't it? it I've, it's completely... A little bit. It cre- creeps in. Just when you don't expect it, you go, right, ratings. <laughs> <laughs> Radio Coulson. <laughs> Very good. So, yeah, that, that, that was my weekend entertainment. What did you think of Hannah Montana? I think they're really fun. Do you know what I was going to do? I was going to watch it. After listening to the podcast, it made me want to watch the really? film. Really? Yeah. Again. And do you know what? I kind of thought, I went... Bloody hell, them three lads are good because I've listened to the podcast and now I want to watch the film. They're good. They're good, them lads. They are good. I should Even go and I should leave them a five-star review. Absolutely amazing. <laughs> do, and do you know what? I, I know it was only like two years ago. The three of us are completely different people. Like, <laughs> you are. We literally are. Like, I'm too old to get to that. I'm a child. On those first few eps, I am an utter child. Yeah. yeah. In what way? Yeah. Just, just I'm a child. Yeah, he's matured into himself a little bit more. Oh, uh, Shepherd, I like that. Dr. Shepherd there. You've matured <laughs> into yourself. Into a lovely young man. <laughs> I'm almost going to take that as a compliment from Jack. I think that's about as close to one as I'm going to get. But yeah, that, that's that's all I've been up to really this Hold week. Hold on, is... Coulson. Haven't you hurt yourself? Well, I have hurt myself, but we we don't want to go into this because this is a this is a podcast in itself. Oh, what more, more running? Well, no, I haven't. I haven't been running, so I hurt myself about two and weeks don't ago. Don't I know it? Don't I know it? 
Don't I know it? Here he is, shuffling along with his big set. He's got the same slippers as you, Jack. The massive <laughs> ones. Boats. So, just explain briefly, Coles, what's happened to you? What's happened to you? It's not good, is it? About two weeks ago, I was running and I felt a pain in my foot. So I thought, oh, that's not right. I'll have a few days off. So I had a few days off and then <laughs> went running again. <laughs> Did you have a few days off, Colson? Did you? Well, just a day. I, 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 well, to start with, I didn't have a day off. I just tried to run through the pain. And then it got to a point where I had to stop because it hurt so much. And then I had probably three days off and then I went on a run again and it was like first run back since injury because three days for me, is a that's a big break. That's a lot of injury. Big gap. You need to be on the track. I'm not going to make Team GB. If, if it needs this... to be running in a swim pool right now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so then I went on a 10 minute run and came back an hour and 40 minutes later feeling amazing until I got in the flat and then my leg was absolutely killing me. So yeah, I am injured. Like it's very stressful. Ben's not being the most supportive flatmate in the world. It makes me it makes me quite <laughs> sad to think about it. And but yeah, but hopefully, fingers. Well, hopefully, it's going to come back. And when you come back, mate, it's going to be like a phoenix from the flames. People are going to go, "Who's that guy running?" I've seen him on a show. I can't see him. He's gone too fast. <laughs> I put something on my. I put a little bit of a moan on my Instagram last night because. Ben is bored of listening to me. My friends are bored of listening to me, and my mum's bored of listening to me. I'm bored just now. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> like Shepherd loves a run. He loves a run. You're off and off there with your converse. <laughs> when Jenny Faulkner's listening to this running, she's going to feel my pain, and she's going to send me a text and say, "Colson, it, it won't last forever." What last? She's hurt herself though recently, isn't she? She's had a bit of an injury, a leg injury. She understands. Well, yeah, she understands. But much to Ben's, you like this, Jack. Much cool. to Ben's frustration, we're in booths doing the shopping, mm. and then the doctor rings me. So I drop the shopping basket, and I'm like, Ben, it's the doctor. I've got to take it. You're on your own. <laughs> I, I take the call, and it was basically the doctor was ringing me to you know, tell me whether it was a stress fracture or not. But it's not. It's not. So all is good in the hood, and I'll be back running very it's soon. It's just bad, badly bruised. Basically, it's an inflamed tendon. It's tendositis. Like, it's what all Tendositis. Tendonitis. Tendonitis. Mm-hmm. It's bad. It's runners. called runners. runner's foot. <laughs> runner's. <laughs> got runner's I've got runner's foot. The doctor went, oh, mate, I hear you. I think it's runner's foot. <laughs> have you been running and then you were oh it was funny yeah and then you couldn't hear him then you walked towards the milk counter and he couldn't hear it he's gone he's gone i've got to go back i need signal i need signal ben came to me with the basket whilst i was on the phone to kind of do it <laughs> is there anything else we need mm. and i was like oh yeah we we do need more so i went to go to the fridge in the back of the supermarket and i lost signal <laughs> So I dropped the basket again and ran back to the shop so I could hear what he was saying. It's the Dr. Ben, it's my running career. <laughs> um, but yeah, fingers crossed, hopefully all is good in the hood. Um, so, we've literally just watched the film, haven't we? Yeah. Literally. It, it's been a bit of a mad rush. It, we normally record on a Tuesday and today is a Monday. So we're doing things differently today. We, Me and Ben have literally just watched the film. Jack watched it last night. So, let's hear... From our latest member of the Sofa Cinema Club, Benji, with a synopsis for this week's film, Crocodile Dandy. 
Hi guys, uh, this is Benji from Dover in Kent and I've been asked to do a quick synopsis on the 1986 classic film Crocodile Dundee, which I nominated for you to watch. The film is an action comedy with a little bit of romance thrown in at the end for good luck. The film stars Paul Hogan as an Australian bushman, Michael J. Crocodile Dundee, or Mick to his mates, and also Linda Kozlowski, a New York City newspaper reporter. It's the first of three films, uh, Crocodile Dundee 2 being my actual favourite, um, and it gives us the well-known catchphrase, that's not a knife, this is a knife, excuse the Australian accent there. Uh, interestingly, Paul Hogan and Linda Kozlowski actually married after meeting on the set of uh, Crocodile Dundee, and they were together until about 2014. Anyway, hope you enjoy the film. Uh, cheers and see you later. That is one of the greatest synopses I have ever heard in my life. Why didn't I think of that? What's he done? He's done bloody budgie in the background. He's gone to Australia. Uh, he's either hired them or flown to us. <laughs> Very good synopsis. Got all the bits in. That's not a knife. This is a knife. But in the background, he's got a kookaburra. He's in, he's in the outback. <laughs> He's there. Oh my god, he stepped up. He has <laughs> stepped up. This this shit's got real. That is a synopsis with props right there. Right there. The, he set a bar so high. So high. Whatever we're doing next week, they need Forget to do it. it from where Crikey, if we do a Christmas movie, they better be in Lapland. Because <laughs> that is good. That's good. But they were loud. One were or loud. two, three. He never four. even mentioned them. He never even mentioned them. There was no excuse the budgies. It, no. I mean, you, just think, when he's on a Zoom meeting at work, he's got that going on in the background all the time. Yeah, no, sorry, no. guys, don't mind me. It's just the, uh, just the budgies. <laughs> How many budgies does he have? There's a few in there. There's a few that, in there. That wasn't one budgie. That wasn't one but Good on him. Good synopsis. But my head fell off. Yeah, my the background. Yeah. But no, thank you very much for that, Benji. Yeah, um, thank much you. better synopsis than what Jack would have pulled out. Definitely. Who knew he was going to pull out a, bu- a no. budgie? No. You know no. when you've got a Zoom background and it's a fake Zoom background, you could have a fake noise Zoom, couldn't you? At the back, just budgies. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Yeah, it's the budgies. All over. <laughs> They're everywhere. <laughs> I love that. Oh, Benji, well done. Brilliant. Well done. Thank you very much, Benji. Brilliant. <laughs> so now we have had the synopsis. Let's just get straight into it. We all came onto this chat. Pissed off. Right. I was fuming with this suggestion of Crocodile Dundee. This is ridiculous. I mean, sorry, it's a shit film. Coming from me, it's a shit film. (laughs) Ratings? (laughs) (laughs) Right. So, what did we have? We had Kez, didn't we? Kez, Field of Dreams, City of God and Crocodile Dundee. It blew City of God out of the water, which By City of God is rated on most internet sites of like movies and things like that of top 10 films you should see before you die. It's up there in like the top 20 films of like 100 films you should see. It's an amazing film. And for it to blow it out of the water at like 77%, I thought, oh my God, what have we got to watch? My girlfriend refused to watch it. I said, Oof. I've got, she's went, what are you watching? I said, Croc Dundee. She went, nah. You're on your own, mate. You're on, you're on your own. You're in your bush on your own. 
had to watch it on my own. She refused. It got to a point where after about 25 minutes in, me and Ben went, it's a, it's a half watch this, isn't it? It's a, it's a background watch. Exactly, it was that cause. I felt a lot of... A lot of times that there could have been moments where I reached for my phone or or I did go and empty the bins or fill the dishwasher while it was on. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Hold on. You did quite a lot, mate, there, where you were meant to be watching it. I did the bins... I didn't. I didn't do any of that. What I mean is, I felt like I could have done. There's a lot of. There's a lot of empty air in there in that yeah, film, isn't there? Yeah, there's there a is. lot of empty air at the start. Well, I'm going to ask you both a key question that will get the podcast started. Mm. What is that film? Exactly. Yeah. So it's meant to be a comedy, isn't it? Rom com. I mean, he Paul Hogan was an Australian stand-up comic, wasn't he? Mm. And he had the idea of this character crocodile dundee because on a trip to new york or america i think he went and he felt like a bit of a a fish out of water type thing where he he wasn't quite up to speed with new york or how to interact with people there and he felt like a bit of an alien in new york so he came up with a character who's from the outback in australia who lands in america Similar to, like, the coming to America with uh, Eddie Murphy. Which is what I said to Ben as we were watching the film. Yeah, it was that, basically. That's the premise of it. And it's meant to be a comedy, but, I mean, did we laugh? Were there any funny moments in it, do you think? That's that's what I was thinking. Were there any funny moments? I mean, If we think about the start of the film. So, the basic story of the film, like Benji said, is it's a New York reporter who is following the legend, the myth, of this guy, Crocodile Dundee, who has allegedly had his leg bitten off by a crocodile. Yeah. So she travels out to Australia, the outback, to go on safari to follow the journey of Crocodile Dundee and his missing leg from Crocodile Dundee himself. Yeah. And when you're in that first hotel, when you're in that bar, and he comes in, it's almost like... Pantomime scene. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. He comes in with the quite clearly a plastic crocodile. It looks like something you're taking a fucking swimming pool with you on an all inclusive holiday. Mm. Like he's wrestling that plastic crocodile. And it's a bit like, oh, hang on. What's going on here? Because we did have a film. Now they're all cheering and jumping. Mm. And there's a man wrestling a plastic crocodile. Mm. And he's got two legs. (laughs) <laughs> what's his mate called what was his mate called Walter. Walter Walter now I think Walter liked him plot twist plot twist that was how I was playing it in the film explain I thought Walter was a bit in love with Mick Dundee mm. looked up to him wanted to be Mick Dundee that got me through the first half of the film actually <laughs> oh imagining him crying Walt crying when Mick went off because there's not much to it they go off she goes tell me about this crocodile he shows her a leg yeah, they do have that weird bit where he goes, I'm just going to dance with you. Yes, that's weird. Weird. Imagine doing that. Imagine nightclub. Hi, what's your name? Sarah, I'm Colson Dundee. Let's dance. Yeah, but we're meant to be doing the, the, the report. You know, I'm, I'm a journalist. I'm, I'm not interested. And I'm going to knock this guy out whilst we're dancing. What I felt was, it was like... A series of funny moments that he had to link mm. in the film. He thought, well, I've got the knife, yeah. I've got the wrestling, I've got this joke, and I've got that joke. How do I link all of the jokes yeah. in a story? Thinking out loud, this is what I think 
not having just watched a film as recently as we have, I think that's a sketch made into a film. Yes. He's got a character, hasn't he? Yeah. The comedian, he likes playing this character. I know that it's loosely based off a real person in Australia, like of urban myth. Right. And he's got this character and he thinks, fucking hell, that's a great character. Let's make a film about that. And he's done it. But for me, it was quite... It wasn't a hard watch, but it wasn't a good watch. And to think they made two fucking more... (laughs) Made big money. It was a raving success. Like, I think... You know, it's quite clear that us three haven't particularly got on to the best of foot with it. $230 million it made worldwide. He got nominated. He got Best Screenwriting, nominated Best Screenwriting Oscar. Did he? Yes. What for? Uh, That's not a knife. This is a knife. (laughs) That's what he got nominated for. Can you believe it? I mean, yeah, that's... Like you say, Colts, that's an all right sketch. That's an all right bit. With a live audience laughing. That's what it felt like it missed. Live audience laughs. Yeah. And then he's thought, I'm going to put a love story in there and that will carry us through. Mm. But they kind of kissed really early on. Yeah. And I said to you, Ben, when they're in New York, I went, hang on, is this a love story or not? Because I'm confused. Let's go a little bit back along like the bones of the film. Yeah. So... Basically, she wants to go on safari. She's met Crocodile Dundee, and he has taken her out on safari. And they're in the bush, aren't they? It's not very bushy, is it? It's not very bushy. Desert. It's not yeah. very bushy. It's not what you imagine there to be live animals around all the time. However, it kind of gives you this persona that he is this kind of Bear Grylls-y sort of out-there-to-live character. And she's this very naive city girl. So it's like... She's a townie, and he's a proper country boy. Lives by the bush, drinks his own urine, sort of guy. <laughs> Hold on, you think you've added that in? He drinks his own urine. Do you want a drink? Yeah, don't worry, give me a minute. I'm just going to go over to the bush. Have you got any mints? <laughs> Woo! This is a brew, isn't it? Woo! Dehydrated. One bit I can't tell. Somewhere when they're in the bush. They start to fall for each other, but when does that happen? Well, it's it's obviously she said they have a little to do, don't they? He says you're a Sheila, you can't do this, you shouldn't be in the bush. She goes, "I'm a strong, independent woman. Watch me walk to that rock to this afternoon. Yeah, I'll beat you." She legs off after he shot her. She shot him. She shoots the floor, doesn't she? Yeah, shoots the floor. Walk off. Uh, she gets a bit hot and bothered. Takes all her clothes off has a bikini on just yeah. random and then the camera's behind it just let yeah get a bum in felt really gratuitous and then it looked like a studio and then she gets attacked by that crocodile doesn't she yeah who gets onto a water bottle but she's going giving it the old face yes. <laughs> yeah there's no one there there's a man holding onto a water bottle and then he stabs <laughs> the old croc in the head and from that moment she goes oh my word you're my saviour I think yeah. I, I think I'm in love with Mick Dundee well that's kind of her story isn't it that's what she sends back to New York she sends back that she's met Crocodile Dundee the man who survived a crocodile attack and now she survived a crocodile attack of her own because she was in the jaws of death by crocodile and he saved her life yeah it's from that that when they get back onto dry land after their first kiss, which kind of is just a thing that happens, 
get back onto dry land. Then she turns around to Walter and she says, Walter, I want to take old Crocodile Dundee to the big city. You're forgetting when he dresses the de- dresses up in the dead carcass of the kangaroo. That's a very good moment, isn't it? The poachers. It? When the gar- yeah, the poachers come, the kangaroo poachers who are trying to kill him. And they come from the bar. And it's the same guy that he knocked out in the bar, isn't <laughs> yep. it? He goes for a wee. They shoot a kangaroo, and he thinks he'll dress up as a kangaroo in the dead, <laughs> You're dead body right. You're dead right. of the kangaroo and shoots him back. Why didn't they shoot the head off the kangaroo? <laughs> and the poachers are going, the kangaroo's got a gun. <laughs> yeah. And then they all drive off from a kangaroo with a gun. Yeah. I mean, clearly we've been very harsh on the film because from what Jack's just said, it's obvious to see why it got the Oscar nomination. <laughs> and the Oscar for Kangaroo with a Gun goes to Crocodile yeah. Dundee. It's a film that's got a lot of moments for me where you go, yeah, funny, but you don't laugh. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, you kind of smile. The bit with the bloody cow with the horns. Oh... And it stopped in the road, and he gets out and gives it the old... Which they actually drugged. Do you know that? <laughs> what? Yeah. The boar. They just drugged it. So cruel. <laughs> so cruel. Don't worry, mate. Don't worry. What we're going to do, we're going to fire a dart into its arse, and it will just... It will go to sleep. So yeah. that you can do what you want with the head. <laughs> yeah. Well, what is that? Like, he's got a mastery over... It's like Well, that, that's kind of... a thing through the film isn't it that he's got a control of animals he's on yeah. one with because I kept saying to Ben why has he got such a thing against poachers because does he hunt crocodiles or does he not and you never really get to the bottom like of that. he's at he's one with wildlife yeah isn't he? And... like is he a crocodile protector is he a crocodile hunter it's a bit of a weird story as to what the purpose of Crocodile Dundee is which I guess is difficult when you don't know what the character is when the film is called Crocodile Dundee. I suppose, going back to what you've both said about it being a sketch, you don't need to know a lot of yeah, that character yeah. if it's a comedy sketch. It's deconstructed man, isn't it? I'm in the mm. bush and I'm going to mm. form an alligator, crocodile. Mm. And he's just taken that character and thought, oh, let's get someone from New York, this girl who's, you know, got a career and a bit like working girl, isn't it? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Of that time, she's strong and... A mixer with this Croc Dundee, I you know guy. Then they get to New York, done it, and it, it kind of it kind of does get another level to the film. Then that is once he's in New York, you start to see him in certain situations that he's not comfortable with because you've well, seen that's the Eddie Murphy coming to America yeah. sort yeah. of side. Yeah, I mean the, bit, the the brilliant joke is obviously the escalator that works very very well. Very it's a well, gag, doesn't it? Yes. Ooh, what's this moving stairs? Yeah, I'm a bit yeah. worried about getting off. Yeah, the old on-off, the escalator thing. That's good. And then um, doesn't know how to tip the bellboy or how to... He says hello to everybody and stuff like that. And doesn't know that uh, New Yorkers are renowned for being rude, aren't they? Yeah. Or, you know, sort of grumpiness type thing. Yeah. Um, So he thinks he's going to get on great with everybody and doesn't really know that that's not sort of the personality of, you know, people from New York. The other issue I had, so when they've got to New York, obviously, when they're getting on the plane, I felt like the characters were officially in love because they've had the first kiss. Mm. And then they get to New York and the first thing you see is her kissing a boyfriend. Yes. And he never, he doesn't seem to mention it. Well, why would he? 
You're not going to say in the middle of the thing, hey, mate, oh, we're in the bush. I gave her a kiss. Right, right. Get this right, Ben. <laughs> You're not okay. going to say it, are you? I'm going to put you into. I'm going to put you into a scenario. Who, okay. okay, who am I? Crocking today or the girl? You. Yeah. Are. Yeah. Benny Dundee. Benny Utah Dundee. Benny Glasgow. And <laughs> outcome to meet you is this amazing, beautiful reporter. Hello. Yeah. She wants to find out what Benny Utah Dundee, the surfing crocodile hunter, is all about. Yeah. I'm very deep. And you, you share a kiss. You share a kiss. We share a moment. That's how I like to think about it. It's a and moment. And she says to you, yeah. I want you to get on the plane and come home with me. Yeah? Yeah. You get on the plane and go home with her. You get to the airport and her boyfriend's there. As soon as I land, I go, hello, nice to meet you. I kissed her. <laughs> I kissed her. We kissed her. We're in love. I love her. You would be a bit like... Hang on, what do you mean you've got a boyfriend? She must, Surely she has to mention that small, insignificant fact. No, of. because it was a, because what you get the feeling was, it happened in the bush, he saved her life, and it was just a yeah. thing that happened. It was yeah. like relief, it was tension, it shouldn't and have happened. It, yeah. We shouldn't have kissed. You know, it's one of those things, isn't it's it? It's one we of kissed. them. It doesn't go anywhere, have. does it? Yeah. And Walter would be annoyed. Why doesn't she say to Walter, <laughs> yeah. you know, Colson, come on, why did you say go to Walter? Walter, I'm really sorry, mate. But I just kissed Croc Dundee. <laughs> I think me trying to take a little bit more out of the film than there was there, like almost trying to play a different scenario in my head is, I feel almost a bit responsible for Crocodile Dundee because I feel she uses him. Mm. Mm. I think she is using him for her self-benefit. You've gone deep. Unless she just likes him and she thinks he makes her laugh. He's sort of, he's fun to be around. I got one of those things of, Croc Dundee, there's no future in him. No. He's a great laugh. He's a great guy in the bush. He's a great guy if you need a crocodile killing. But there's no future. Other than that. Other than that, I'm sorry, mate, it's not going to work. Yeah. Then she's in New York and she thinks, look, I'll bring him to New York. He's never been to a city. It's, I'm, st- I'm with my fella. He runs the paper. It's great. Yeah. But I'm sorry, Mick. You hang up your underpants in the on a washing line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, on a stick. Yeah, on a stick, which is just like, isn't it? Like, I mean, it's, some of it is just cack. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> Are you saying Dundee is the holiday romance? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dundee is uh, Tenerife, isn't he? You've gone over, you've had a few some book, Magaluf, you've had a spin in the chair. Yeah. You've gone home to your fiance. Yeah, yeah, you've gone on the foam snow thing. You've been springing the air on that. You've gone in the thing, or, you know, on that parachute. Thing. Did you ever have a lad's holiday? I did, yeah. I went. Where did that. you go? I'll tell you what we did. I think I was 15. <laughs> I think you've, you've told me this. At 15. We caught a coach from Newcastle to the Costa Dorada. And it is hours. It is hours on you a coach. coach to Spain. So a coach from Newcastle to anywhere is hours to civilization. <laughs> I, You think Mick Dundee knew how to live out in the bush. There you were in Newcastle. Just to get to the coast is probably seven or eight hours. Yeah. Get to the coast, ferry. Straight up the ferry, beers. Obviously, my mate goes straight up to one of the guys on the ferry, goes, hey, mate, where's your snooker table? That was his level of... Co- the, the waves were horrendous. We get back on the coach. 
Was it a party ferry as well? Because I've got the ferry to Amsterdam before and it was... No party, mate. It was just us. Who catches a coach to Spain, Colson? People people have got... There's these new things that have come out. Planes. And apparently it gets you there quicker. I I didn't realise at 15. And maybe I was just 16. So, yeah, 10 days, Costa Dorada, hammered. (laughs) <laughs> seven days to get there yeah yeah and then back can you imagine what it's oh, like going back? the hangover you're oh. high as a kite aren't you yeah it's your first lads holiday you think you're mint and you're not you're just kids and you're on the coach and you're like yeah, yeah, yeah we're gonna have a great time great time then you have like 10 days of just not eating yeah and drinking really bad things and then you get back on the coach. Oh. I slept under the chairs. <laughs> was that? Oh God, it was oh. a whim. Then we, and then we got off and it looked like we'd been on a proper light holiday. It looked like, yeah, we, it, we'd been mushed around. So, yeah. Anyone wants to know about holidays? <laughs> see me if you want to catch a coach from Newcastle. Oh so that's my holiday story. I tell you what, actually, Crocodile Dundee reminds me of a person in my life, actually. So back at home home where I was born, I have, he won't listen to the podcast. He doesn't know what a podcast is. Fun. Um, so I've got an uncle called Uncle Ian and he's like the definition of a country man. Yeah. Mm. It's proper, like for the point of my 18th birthday party, they came to Manchester for that. And he had to set off at 7am because he wouldn't get on a motorway. <laughs> so, like, he he drove all the way here without a motorway. Yeah, B-Road all the way. And he does stuff like he hasn't got an iPhone sort of thing. So I've, I've got, I have a Crocodile Dundee in my life. Are there any bits that you really laughed at or that you really thought, that's really good? I can tell you the one bit of the film that I really did actually like. Okay, go. Hit us. I liked the end in Subway. I really liked that bit. Yeah. Oh. Do you know what I did? And I, I think a lot of it, I, I, you have to give credit for the music. I think the music was really uplifting. It was those like little drums, wasn't it? Yeah. I like. Yeah. And I liked the eighties kind of vibe. And they were. It was. It was really uplifting, and it was nice. And I think it's the for, sort of feeling that they're in New York in this place where. There's no time for sort of, you know, uh, people to be nice to each other. And they're on the uh, city subway where everybody's in a rush. Everybody's trying to get to work. But the whole sort of platform stops because there's two people at the opposite ends of the subway that are saying that they're in love with each other and that they don't want the other one to leave. And messages are getting passed across. I just just thought it was a nice little five minute. It It was a really nice ending. I liked it. The fact that the whole platform comes together and they carry him over because he can't oh, get through the crowds. And then the drums are going and then everybody's happy. Standing on people's heads. And then that was it. End. Yeah, that, that ending was nice. It was nice. And I did smile and I did think, oh, that was really good. The ending, not the film. <laughs> I liked the ending. I thought it was sweet. And then the, the trouble is with the film, I think... It tries to force laughs like it has obviously laughs tinned up in a can and it tries to put them into a film and it just doesn't quite work. So like the scenes at the party when he goes to a dad's house, that could be brilliant because imagine that caricature of Crocodile Dundee going a bit almost like Borat sort of thing. 
Imagine that caricature going to a really fancy party when they've never seen stuff like that before. That could have been funny. He does the thing with the cocaine, doesn't he? Because I imagine cocaine was massive at the time, with it being filmed in 1985. Um, so they talk about that. And then it, it it's really surprised me at how acceptable it is for everybody to drink drive. Did you notice that? Yeah, the taxi driver. <laughs> the taxi driver. I, I must just go and get the taxi, which I'm paid to drive people. I must just go and yes. get the Screeches up. After he's got that little thing talking to the prostitute it's yeah. like such and a the pimp and also you know the limo driver which is the same actor who plays the cop in dia is it the same guy that's what i said to you ah, i thought you were thinking the pimp no, i like him <laughs> brilliant I like yeah he's him. brilliant he's good but there's that bit where mick dundee is feeling down because he's i think he's just been blown out the water <laughs> By, you know what yes. I'm going to say, don't yeah, you? Yeah, do. He gives him the whiskey. Yeah, he goes, "Can you take me to a liquor store?" And he just hands him a bottle of whiskey, and it's like, "Hang on, mate." Medicinal purpose. You're meant to be driving at work, and you've got a bottle of whiskey. Medicinal. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So we often talk on this podcast about how films hold themselves in times and how they age, sort of thing. Now, this is a film. I think it's fair to say. That doesn't hold up, does it? No. It's just got none of the... You look at something similar-ish, similar time or genre or whatever, you're looking at something like like Working Girl or something which has got layers, Yeah, you know, being really harsh. I just don't think he's an actor. No. Like, he does the comedy kind of a bit, but when it comes to the bit with her... Well, it's like Ace Ventura as well, isn't it? Yes. It's like Ace Ventura, Coming to America, Borat, all those those sort. And but I, they're good films. I think there's more laughs in them yes. for a start. Like he said at the, at the beginning calls, you don't know what this film is trying to be. Is it a comedy? Yeah. Would you say it's a rip-roaring comedy? No. No. I think he's thought, do you know what? I can do a bit of acting here as well and put a love story to it. And he can't. It doesn't work, <laughs> does it? It doesn't work. He stabs a crocodile in the head and that's the, his bit of act, you know. Yeah. So, question for you two before we go into rating the film. Yeah. We're all in agreement that it doesn't work. Why was it so successful? It's like the million dollar question, isn't it? Well, $230 million question. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I like That's that. That's the quote of the podcast. It's a $230 million question, I think, mate. Yeah. Has comedy changed? Uh, I think films have changed. I think at the time when it came out, it had an element of one, the probably, I don't think there was much against it. There was a lot of alpha male films. Yeah. And then you had this kind of love story and it came out of nowhere, but they still based it into America. Um, it's not offensive as a film, is it? Like, no. you probably go with your family and it's successful because of that. Yeah. But now when we look at it in a modern way, it just looks kind of slow. Yeah. A bit grinding, a bit forced. The story's weak. I mean, what yes. is he actually doing there in New York other than just to gone along with her? I don't think there is a story. No, there isn't. I think that is it. And it's a bit... You know, it's obviously we look at films differently because we're looking at them to critique them. The people who listen to the podcast voted for it. Yeah, they did. Massively. Massively. So we've got to find out from them what they like about it. I hope they watched this because they've put me through this. I hope they've not just gone, oh, yeah, that's a good film. Haven't seen it for 30 years. It'd be years. interesting in the comments after this app whether people go, 
do you know what? On the rewatch, it wasn't good. Or on the rewatch, what I loved was yeah. a bit of the scenery in Australia. He made me laugh. It's a love story. Yeah. And I sat with my girlfriend or my boyfriend and went, oh, isn't that nice? <laughs> I do wonder, obviously, it's, again, it's a question for the audience and the people who voted for it. Is this a film that makes you like remember Australia? Is this a film that makes you relate to it? Because... That Crocodile Dundee character has kind of been adopted by Australia, hasn't he? The boomerang, the kangaroos, the outbacks. It kind of gives that whole Steve Irwin vibe. Like, it kind of gives that this is Australia message. But it's all a bit on one level, isn't it? Yeah. The Mm. bush, you know, they give it on a very uh, unsophisticated level. Right. Seeing as we've put the film down as much as we have, Mm. before we rate it, let's have a quick break. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This is an introduction to the podcast that gets a flavor for your neighbor. Peering over the fence when things have got tense. With the most outrageous tales of your next door fails. The time has come for you to listen to... Score Next Next Door. My name's Rich Williams. And I'm Emma Jones. Score Next Door is our brand new podcast. And we think you're going to love it. Hopefully a bit more than you love your neighbours. There's a new episode every Wednesday, so search for us wherever you listen to your podcast to find out what all the fuss is about. And if you do love your neighbours, you might as well listen to the people that hate theirs. Yeah, why not? Right, are we ready to rate it? It's time. Who goes first? I'll let you go first, Jack. Okay. How he got an Oscar nomination for for Best Screenplay (laughs) blows my mind. I don't think the writing's particularly good. There's no story. It's not directed very well. I mean, there's nothing really wrong with the acting. The acting's not terrible. Oh, piss off. I mean, it's not terrible, is it? Piss off. Is it? You could have done better. I mean, come on. I'm trying to find a positive. Yes. I'm trying to, I yes. don't just want to, I don't just you want just to wanna, annihilate You don't want to annihilate it like, yes. But yeah. I said to Ben about halfway through the film, I think Jack could have been a really good Crocodile Dundee. 
I could imagine you in that little outfit with your top off and a half waistcoat and stuff around your arms and a big knife. Come on, mate. That's not a knife. This is a knife. Yeah. You know, you did say that, actually. I just couldn't quite see Jack as Croc Dundee. I could. He, I'll tell you what we did mention, which is worth a point, obviously, for you, Colson, is his blonde hair. Yeah. And you did mention that, a bit like Point Break. Yeah. You mentioned the blonde hair, and I think that gets you a point. You went, I like his hair, Ben. <laughs> he was 50, Jack. Was he, when he did that? He was 50 when he made that, and then he left his wife and ended up marrying the girl in the film. God. 20-odd years, I think, they were together. All right, well, fair enough. Go on, Jack, let's hear your number. Uh, three. <laughs> <laughs> Seeding up like a good. I will. I will never ever watch that film ever again as long as I live. Yeah, it's. It just doesn't do anything. Honestly, anybody now who thinks they liked that film when it came out, rewatch it and you'll go, "Oof, that's a drag." Do you know what, Jack? I'm fairly sure in our hundreds and hundreds of suggestions, somewhere in the tank is Crocodile Dundee two. I'm sure it's in there. It's on the list. I've seen it. So it's in the random generator. So it could come again. <laughs> ben, let's have your rating. I think Jack makes a very good point. And I think this is this has actually been a very, very good audience pick for us to work out why films don't work. Because <laughs> that didn't work. And I'm fascinated to hear from people if they want to leave a little recording or something about what they love about this film. Because it's valid. If you like it, obviously it's valid. And people voted for it. And it got a lot of frigging money. And it got a lot of money. He got a Golden Globe. It went for Oscars. I mean, it's not like it wasn't successful. You say Crocodile Dundee to anyone. They go, oh yeah, Croc Dundee. Everyone knows it. You know what I mean? But... I'm fascinated to know what people see in it because I think you're right. I would never watch that again. I wouldn't get my kids to watch it. No. I thought the acting was awful. I thought the jokes were poor. <laughs> I thought the directing was... I mean, it's Papadopoulos and Son, isn't it? We're getting close to that <laughs> for me. We're getting close. We're getting close. <laughs> I'm frightened. <laughs> <laughs> the one line I like is that's not a knife. This yeah. is a knife. That's the one bit I like. That, yeah. So, <laughs> going on <laughs> Jack's new rating system, I've got to give it point two. What? <laughs> what? Z- zero point two. Zero point two. Zero point. Because it's not Papadopoulos and Sam, which was the zero. That one line <laughs> gives it the point two, <laughs> which I was looking for. I mean, Coulson, you've got to go 10 to bring it up for the audience. <laughs> you've got to do something. I feel like I've got the audience on my shoulders. I love this pick, by the way. I think it's brilliant that we've had it because it's pushed us into a different place. Of shit. <laughs> of shitness. But how fascinating. <laughs> One thing I want to say is mm. I would love to know mm. if Coulson watching this when he was 12, 10 years ago... Yeah. Would have liked it. Yes. Because I really do wonder if that is a Coulson film. But watching it now, first time I've ever seen it, and obviously watching it with this in mind, like, my God, it is shit. (laughs) (laughs) 
What a setup! The highlight of doing this was having Benji and the Budgies doing the synopsis. It was. Do you know what, actually? He gets 10 for that. He gets 10, and I almost feel semi-bad with the yes. score I'm going to give it, because I can tell you that it's going to... I think it, this might be one of our first films that's had a rating of under 10. Where are you going to go? I'm going for a 4. 7.2. I probably would have given it less than a 4 if it wasn't for one. Someone in the audience really likes it, and Benji's synopsis was mint. What do you, hang on, what do you mean? How can you give it a, a 4 because someone in the audience liked it? Because I'm trying to protect our listeners. Are you taking the piss? It's what you think. (laughs) I know how worked up I get about What are you talking about? You've given it a four because the audience like it. You want the audience to like you. He does. He's he's going for votes. He's going for votes. You're going for votes. I'll tell you what you're doing. (laughs) You're going, trying to get the audience, the next film that comes along, and you go, oh, that's my pick. I like that. They vote for your pick. Yes. No. What I'm saying is, I quote, hand on heart here, this podcast has shown how much films mean to people. Yeah. Mm. You know, we've seen us pick films that we really like and the others not like it. Yeah? Yeah. I get defensive about films. You two get defensive about films. For the one person in the audience whose greatest film is Croc Dundee... I've given him an extra point. <laughs> you are taking the piss. So, 7.2 out of 3. Well, I think that's very commendable. It is commendable. And I tell you what, I'm a nice guy, unlike you two. When the podcast winds up, you'll turn to me and Jack and go, it was your fucking three and your point two ruined it for us. <laughs> I think the audience would appreciate this. I think they'd appreciate that we've been, we've been level. Because I'm sure they've not liked some of our films. I'm sure some people have absolutely annihilated racing stripes. Yeah. Well, are you ready to find out what you're watching next week? Yes. Oh, yes. Here we go. Here we go. Croc Dundee 3. (laughs) So next week, it's my pick. And next week, I don't know if you know, it is Thursday the 17th of December. So I have to pick a Christmas film, don't I? Yes. Last year, my Christmas film was Love Actually. This year, my Christmas film is the classic, my sister's favourite film, Elf. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. Santa's coming. I know him. Oh, I think this no. is going to be a big audience favourite. It's a great film. It is a great Christmas film. Aren't we going to see Jack dressed as an elf? Definitely not. You, you, you don't seem a fan, Jack? No. Right. Well, we've got all that to come next week on Sofa Cinema Club. In the meantime, we're going to put a post out on our Instagram and we want you to comment what it is that you loved about Crocodile Dundee. Let us know why you like Croc Dundee. <laughs> yeah. What you see in it. I'm really dead interested. A yeah. couple of lines. What I love about it is I saw it first when I was 14 and I loved it or yeah. something like yeah. that. Yeah. So if you're a fan of this film, Comment and let us know why you loved it. Send us what it means to you and we're going to pick the best one and send you a perfect Christmas present from us guys at the Sofa Cinema Club. Are we not going to tell them what it is? That's a very good point. That's a very good like point. It. Tell them what it is. What is the present, Jack? The present is... Do the voice. Li- Here we go. This is amazing. This is a first time for Sofa this Cinema Club. This is good. Here we go. Hiya, pal. Uh- <laughs> The present is uh, a limited edition uh, toy doll of me, uh, Mickey Mouse. 
<laughs> That's fucking great, Jack. That's You're right, wasted. You're wasted. wasted in a northern soap. You should be in a cartoon. That's brilliant. <laughs> I actually found out I could do that uh, voice while I was in Disneyland in Florida. And I used to ring up the uh, reception and say, Hiya, pal. Oh, there's there's no fresh towels in my, in my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> and they'd be like, uh, what, what room are you in, sir? And I was like, Mickey's room. I was like, oh, it's me. Oh, Mr. I'm Mouse. doing a shit. I need some toilet roll. Pluto's used it all. <laughs> just, uh, just for my own amusement. Oh, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Yeah, so it's a limited edition Mickey from their Christmas advert. Yep. So make sure you check out the competition that we're going to be running on social media at Sofa Cinema Club on Twitter and Instagram. Keep in touch with us on there. Let us know what you thought of this week's film and let us know what you think of the podcast. Review it. Five stars. Give us a little review. Follow us. All that stuff, please. Because it helps the podcast. It helps us uh, to keep going and to keep in the charts. And we will see you next week, maybe in Christmas jumpers, for... Elf. Good night, God bless. Good night, God bless. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.